Welcome to the Leaders of Lasting Impact podcast. My name is Matt Pohl, founder of the Rewild Group. We believe that as a fundamental part of the human experience, that work is not only essential, it's valuable, that work matters. That's why we're on a mission to multiply the number of exceptional businesses globally. We want business owners and their employees to thrive at work. Thanks for joining us for another episode where we discuss stories of how leaders are having a lasting impact on small and mid-sized businesses. Welcome to the Leaders of Lasting Impact podcast. I'm Matt Pohl, your host. I'm pleased today to be joined by Ryan Weiss, uh, president of Effective Performance Strategies. They also go by EPS. So uh, thanks for joining us, Ryan. Thanks for having me on, Matthew. It's my pleasure. I'm excited to be chatting with you today. Yeah, uh, like we were just talking before we got started, you know, you're from kind of the Chicago area. I'm from the Iowa area, and we have a little bit of overlap in our uh, growing up experience, so that's cool. Um, I'd like to just have you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background, you know, kind of your, maybe your professional development. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so I started my first company when I was 15 years old. I'm not going to give you a long history of all of it, but I was very entrepreneurial at a young age. Okay. And uh, started a lawn care business. My youngest brother still owns it today. He has about 50 trucks now. He's grown it into quite an enterprise. Right. Uh, but then I went, I got degrees in chemistry and finance, went and worked for a big multinational for about 17 years. Wow. Moved to Asia and back a couple of times. And about seven years ago, a little bit over seven years ago, um, we moved back from the Philippines and I decided it was time to get entrepreneurial again. And so okay. I left the corporate world, started my own business and, uh, it was in early 2016. And, uh, so for the past seven years, been building a team, building a business around the alignment of people and process to accelerate performance. So, uh, yeah, I've had a variety, wide variety of roles, but really, uh, my passion coming back to that entrepreneurial mindset, helping small and mid-sized businesses uh, get things aligned and ready to scale. Okay, that's great. Um, I can relate to your lawn care business. I was kind of the the neighborhood mower of yawns. I I, I didn't uh, turn that into a full business. So kudos for you. That is still existing is amazing. So. Um, you, you've gone from being in the corporate world to now advising businesses. That's That can be a pretty big transition. Tell us why you did that. What kind of was the impetus? Yeah. So so a couple of things. One, um, in the corporate world, I was sort of getting um, frustrated with kind of politics and, and the things that you have to deal with in large corporations and uh, and had this passion to want to get back out and be entrepreneurial again mm -hmm. um and you know went through a number we moved seven times in 17 years uh mm -hmm. my my oldest children are 21 now i mean they went to school in kansas singapore chicago philippines new jersey back here to the chicago area um so they went to six different schools by the time they were in high school and um, and so it really, part of it was, I just wanted to come back, be my family. My father had some health issues. Uh, the other part of it was this desire to be entrepreneurial again and to start right. something new. And, uh, and I knew I'd done it before and I could do it again. Um, it was, a, it was harder the second time around in that 
um, I had probably become comfortable in the corporate world right. uh, to a degree, having uh, having paychecks show up every other week and having bonuses <laughs> at the end of the year and pet <laughs> allowances and all these other things. But um, but what I've really been drawn to over the past few years, especially, is working with smaller to mid-sized businesses, and that's become really core to uh, to what I do. And I just have so much fun with it because when I help a client or when we advise a client, there's uh, there's actually actions that take place. Sometimes in the corporate world, it's like uh, you have to align it with these people and these people, and you have to work through the the politics of it. But in the small to mid-sized business world, like if you're investing in changing something, you're going to change it. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's much more, uh, you can see the impact very quickly. Yeah, that's great. That's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is just your passion for small, mid-sized businesses. That's what we're all about. We just, we just believe that that part of the economy plays such a vital role, not just financially, but also culturally, you know, um, a lot of our mid-sized uh, businesses contribute to the middle class of our society. So we, we want to see them succeed. Um, when you look at your the businesses that you work with, are there certain sizes that you that you tend to concentrate on? Are there industries that you seem to have a greater focus or is it a pretty uh, broad base? Yeah. So when I first started the company, I was really focused on manufacturing. That had become sort of the, that's where most of my career was up okay. until I started the business. Um, so I started with manufacturing. So I've got plastics manufacturers, paperboard, um, you know, packaging type companies. And, uh, and, and so I spent a lot of time in manufacturing, but especially once COVID hit, I actually uh, lost all of my clients on March 13th of 2020. I will never forget that day. So um, I was driving home from Cincinnati, Ohio, back to the Chicago area. And my whole business was built around going out on site at clients to solve problems. Right. And uh, in that day, as COVID was you know, taking over the country and everything was getting shut down, every client I had called me and told me not to come and told me that they were postponing our project. So okay. I lost every single client I had that day. And wow. as I, my prayer back from Cincinnati back to Chicago was basically, all right, God, what do you got for me now? What do you want me to do? <laughs> this, is, this is your business, not mine. I got, I have no idea. Right. right, right. And, uh, and what ended up happening was I, I really started, you know, in my heart saying, all right, I'm going to, I don't know what the next year is going to bring, but I'm going to invest in relationships. And um, and through that transition, I have really started working with, you know, rental agencies, construction industry, manufacturing, trucking, marketing agencies, training companies. I mean, it, you know, across the board, helping organizations, even a small uh, like coffee shop, restaurant, okay. um, yeah, examples across the board, basically all industries yeah. can apply the optic system that I've created and uh, so in one sense, COVID killed my business. And in, in another sense, it revitalized it and refocused it in a whole new way that I couldn't have imagined before. Wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah, I know at our at the Rewild Group, we we were just launching our methodology around that time. Just uh, I was down in Dallas doing a, a seminar and it was like, what do you mean the NBA has canceled its season? What's what's this about? I don't even know what's going on. And, and we had to retool ours too, to be able to do it 
virtually instead of only in person. So, but I agree with you. It, it created a new opportunity. We weren't anticipating it, but it's turned out, I think, to be a blessing in the long run. Um, when you work with your clients, are there any kind of uh, standard themes or challenges, kind of areas that you tend to focus on that you see are, you know, the big pain point that you can really help with? Yeah. So typically clients come to me or or start working with me when they see that they've got um, process problems, typically across departments, but even within even a, in a smaller company, um, you know, as they're scaling up or as they're starting, you know, inconsistencies in their process or okay. handoffs between people or departments or um, inconsistencies in what their customers are receiving as an output. So the optic system that I created helps to get that alignment, helps to improve those handoffs between departments, helps uh, align expectations of accountability, responsibility, quality, value, and speed, and just really help people in a, in a few short workshops to start getting that alignment much clearer in, in a way that they can scale better or have better consistency, better quality reduce costs, things like that. So that's, that's typically how, how clients come to us. Um, what, what does a typical client engagement look like for you? Is it fairly fixed or can it extend a long period of time? Yeah, so a lot of them start off with what we call our high performance workshop, which is a series of uh, typically three to four 90 minute workshops, virtual workshops, where we, uh, where we walk them through and create an optics program or optics system where they start looking at where are their pain points visually in terms of process, people, and performance? And uh, and through that, what often happens is then there are action items that come out of that to either be solved or uh, or sometimes the client goes back and does it again with another system or another process in their organization. Okay. So it typically starts with those three to four 90-minute workshops. But I've had I've got some clients that have been clients for four or five years now. Um, and one of them, we've, we, it's a larger company, but we've done it 39 times in their organization with different systems and processes. And, uh, but then we've got other ones where it's been a series of three to four workshops and an action plan and helping coach them through that. Well, maybe one of those, uh, companies you're talking about might fit into this question, but I was wondering if you could share a story about a client, obviously we'll keep their, their name confidential, but just um, tell us a little bit of story about where they were, how you impacted them, and, and specifically, you know, we're looking for a long-term impact on an organization, if you yeah. could share an example of that. Sure. So I, I worked with a, a training company, actually, uh, pretty early in COVID that was um, struggling with client retention. So they helped train uh, salon owners, um, so people who own salons. To, uh, to be more effective, to have higher profitability, things like that. So they right. had a team. Um, I think they probably had about eight or nine employees. And uh, and when we went through this series of, uh, of questions, this short series of workshops, one of the things that became very evident as we started thinking about their customer journey was that there were about four handoffs that had to happen before a client of theirs started really getting value. And what I mean by that is they had a marketing team that was chatting with clients and, and reaching out, chatting with prospects or lead, leads, trying to turn them into prospects. 
then they had a sales team that would onboard the the uh, the client or like close the deal. Then they had a finance group that was kind of like taking the payment and getting them matched up with a coach. And then they had their coach. So it was the fourth person that that a typical prospect would talk to before they started getting real value from their system. And so they were losing a huge percentage of their prospects out of their pipeline. Okay. And so as, as we did these couple of workshops, it became very evident to everyone as they looked at um, the key process steps and the accountable, responsible matrix and, and just walking through that, they realized, and I could see the pain in some of their eyes that there was this finger pointing going on, like, well, I sent this over to you and then you didn't follow up right away. And then, you know, and, and this, this type of thing was happening. Yeah. And, uh, and so they ended up in just those few workshops, they created a position called a client concierge. So mm-hmm. every client, as soon as they became like, all right, this is a target client, they would be guided through the process like a concierge to say, all right, we're going to get you value before you're off the phone today. And um, and by doing that, by transforming that in their business, uh, their client retention, or let's say prospect retention in their pipeline right. to become clients increased exponentially. And as well, one of the other things was that um, the clients, once they became clients, were much more satisfied, much quicker. And uh, and so they're much um, uh, more participative in the uh, in the workshops and, um, and all that. So it was really a great success story. It happened just in a few workshops where we clarified things, got it on one piece of paper, and they said, this is it. This is what we need to do. Right. So you're able to help them step back far enough, see that there were too many moving parts, simplify it, and the net result was a much stronger onboarding process for new prospects. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Um, You've talked about uh, you were focused on manufacturing and then post-COVID, uh, you, you've you broadened your industry set. Do you still do manufacturing? Oh, uh, yeah, I was, at a, I was at a manufacturing client this morning. They do uh, plastics, extrusion. Um, uh, and so I've helped them with everything from their uh, die development process to their tooling, what they call tooling development. So die design, tooling development. Um, we, you know, we've worked on their customer service processes. So, uh, so they've actually, you know, that's one of my, uh, manufacturing clients that we've been, uh, been working with for, for quite some time now. Okay. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> if you had kind of a, a word of advice based on your decades of experience, both in that corporate world and now, uh, advising small and mid-sized businesses, is there any kind of a, I don't know. A word, yeah, kind of a word of advice or kind of one lesson learned that you think might be helpful to owners of those kinds of businesses. Yeah. Well, I, absolutely. So, so it's become sort of my, uh, I'll call it my mantra um, okay. over the past several years. So I got my degrees in chemistry and finance, and I was going to solve the world's problems with process, right? Like I was a technical okay. guy. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to fix this stuff. And what I learned very early in my career was, that process was only useful to the extent that people would engage with it. So the mantra that I've created is that people without good process get frustrated and process without people is wasted. So if you create great processes for a, for a job description or for a role, 
but it doesn't get used for whatever reason, then it's wasted. Right. On the other hand, if you don't create processes that people engage with, you're going to have frustrated clients, frustrated customers, you know, frustrated employees, frustrated vendors. Everybody's going to be frustrated. So um, that what I call the intersection of people and process is critical. Um, if you focus too much on people, but don't give them tools to create process, it's not going to work. If you focus too much on process, but you don't develop people and have emotional intelligence and that's a, then, then they're not going to follow the processes. And it's, you know, so, so it's really this intersection is where I, I just have so much passion figuring out how to get people and process lined up together to accelerate performance. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm a process, uh, lover as well. <laughs> so that's another thing we have in common, but uh, that's great that you, you have that passion, you have the experience. And that what I see in a lot of small, mid-sized businesses, you know, they, they, they know the craft, you know, they, they know what they're trying to do, but not necessarily how to kind of pull apart and simplify process in a way, like you said, that meets the needs of the organization and gets used. Um, so that's great. Okay, well, uh, want to thank you for uh, being a guest today. I, if uh, somebody wants to reach out to you, a business owner, business leader, um, I, I should ask: do you do you work primarily in the Chicago area, or do you have clients outside? No, we've got clients actually all over North America, and um, I've got a team that's a global team as well. So. Uh, but primarily our clients are, are across North America. We've got clients from Tampa to Chicago area to California. We're kind of all over the country. Uh, okay. Most, uh, you know, I do a lot more in-person stuff in the Chicagoland area, but I now have um, some subcontractors working for me and, you know, in the virtual stuff um, we can do pretty much anywhere. So okay, um, absolutely. So if, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and, and learn more about your optic system and how to improve process within their organization, uh, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. So they could visit our website at epszone.com, or they could look me up on LinkedIn. They're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn at Ryan C. Weiss. So I got my middle initial in there to make it a little easier to find me. Um, so welcome to uh, reach out either through our website or through uh, through LinkedIn. I'd be happy to uh, engage with folks in either, either way. Okay, that's awesome. So again, if you want to reach uh, Ryan, check him out on epszone, Z-O-N-E dot com or LinkedIn, Ryan C. Weiss. And the last name is W-E-I-S-S. Okay. Okay, Ryan, appreciate you being our guest. And I thank our audience for joining us for another episode of Leaders of Lasting Impact. Matt Pohl here. Thank you for watching this episode of Leaders of Lasting Impact. If you're a successful business advisor, I encourage you to go to leaders.rewildgroup.com where you can learn how to be a guest on our show. If you enjoyed the episode, please share on social media. You can also tag people that you think might be a good guest for our show. Just be sure to use hashtag leaders of lasting impact so we can see your comments and suggestions. We release episodes on a regular basis, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast. 
Finally, we really appreciate your ratings and reviews. Those go a long way with promoting our podcast. It really means a lot to me and our team. Learn more about the Rewild Group at rewildgroup.com or you can follow us on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.